people it's your boy s foster back for another episode of 28 minutes or less and this is episode 88 of the podcast so today i have a subject matter of something that i spoke about in the past um shout out to my guy and rest in peace to my guy uncle washington um we didn't necessarily make this the main topic if people who are listening to this episode listen to some of the some of the material that I've done in the past when it comes to the Stolen Time podcast, like we covered a lot. Like it was never like one or two topics like I do on this podcast. But we mentioned it briefly just on the fact of like people should know this name. And this name is going to be tied into this whole subject matter of what I'm doing today. And the name that I'm speaking of is James Meredith. And the subject matter, and you see in the title, it's called Ghost of Ole Miss. And this is a 30 for, uh, ESPN 30 for 30 that was done. And um, it was in the season five. I believe it came out um, 2017, 2018. And I chose this episode for a reason because I feel like this is a story that gets buried. And even though it came out, with the ESPN 30 for 30, I think that it's one of those things that really get forgotten. I think that people kind of kind of slept on this one a little bit because when it comes to our history in this country and the things that we're going through today, um, you see how there are a lot of things that are deeply rooted. And we're going through the things of where they're trying to take race theory out of school, how they're trying to hide certain things in history. My guy, Uncle Watson, would always tell me like one thing that we need to do as black people is we need to embrace slavery and to the point of where we need to accept what it was and in a way move on from it, but never forget it. Because I think that once you look at some of the progress that we have had, um, some of the laws that were passed to help some of the things that are going on, a lot of these things need to be accepted. And I think that what they're trying to do today with like taking out race theory and and like coming up with these excuses of like we don't want our kids to feel embarrassed about their family history and they so-called heritage and all this type of stuff. Like to sit there and think about their feelings but particularly not thinking about other people's feelings as well so it's like it's so very one-sided to where like we don't want to hurt their feelings but black people in this country would have to sit there and get their feelings hurt all the time when it comes to the way that the confederate flag was not even was but still is very visible you know, there are high schools called Robert E. Lee High School. Like there are things that are being thrown in our face that we have to accept 
but they want to say that we don't want these kids to feel bad because their parents, grandparents, great grandparents did some racist shit back in the day and we don't want to hurt their feelings. So that's why I really think that shit is bullshit. But what makes this 30 for 30 so interesting is the fact of this school, this 1962 Ole Miss football team is the only undefeated team in school history. And they ended up finishing number three in the polls, ended up playing in the Sugar Bowl where they ended up winning to make them 10-0, and but they didn't get a berth in being considered as the national champ. Um, things are very different nowadays. Um, there, back then, there wasn't national championship games. You was basically, you played one of the bowl games, and if you was number one or number two, you ended up becoming the national champ. Like, you was like appointed the champ. You know, nowadays we got the, the playoff, and then, you know, we had the BCS and all that type of stuff. So, but during this season, and a lot of people, and I'm pretty sure this is what ended up happening, is the reason that this team never got higher than number three, even though they beat the undefeated LSU team, and that LSU team was in the top three in the country as well. The reason they didn't go up because they got that stain of that riot that happened on campus that year. And the riot that happened on campus that year because of James Meredith. And like I spoke earlier, briefly, James Meredith was the first black student to enroll in Mississippi University. James Meredith was 29 years old at the time. He was, the reason he was 29 was because he spent nine years in the Air Force. And he also spent two years at Jackson State, which is an HBCU coached by Deion Sanders, uh, the football team at least. Um, but he wanted to go to Mississippi to get another degree there, or at least get a degree. And at the time, there was a governor, um, Ross Barnett. Um, this was September the 20th of 1962. He's like, yo, like, we're not segregating the school. Like, even though Brown versus the Board of Education was in 1954, and I mentioned this a lot, actually, that when these laws are being made, like when these lobbyists make these laws, they word the stuff so slick, like if you're not reading it, you don't realize that there are a little bitty, you know what I'm saying, little bitty nuggets in there that you may not pay attention to. And one of the nuggets that they put in Brown versus Board of Education in 1954 is that the fact of like, yeah, we're going to put a law that you can't segregate schools, but you could do it in a timely manner. So they put that timely manner in there because, yeah, this is a law in 54, but you don't have to change in 54, 55, 56, 57. You can take as long as you want. And see, that's what they did. Now, I may be mistaken on this because this has been a while ago, but if I'm not mistaken, I think the last desegregated school in Mississippi was in 2015. I, I could be wrong on that math. But I remember seeing it on the news where they said that this school, this one high school in Mississippi, this was the first time that they had 
a segregated prom. I mean, a, a insegregated prom. Like all their proms before then, blacks went here, whites went there, and this is the first time they integrated their proms. And that was, if I'm not mistaken, 2015. So that was one of the things that they did with Brown versus Board of Education. So in September the 20th, Ross Barnett, the governor of New York, of New York, <laughs> of Mississippi, he's speaking with Robert Kennedy and John F. Kennedy, and they're telling him, like, yo, if you don't change your thinking, we're gonna, you know, because look, we want James Madison to be able to go to the school he want to go to. If we have to, we will send U.S. Marshals down there. Like it took them weeks. Like they was talking extensively to get this man into school. And so on the 25th of September in '62, James Madison is being escorted by some U.S. Marshals. And when he gets to go to register. Barnett tells him, I am denying you entrance into here so you can enroll in the school. So, September the 29th, the football team is playing Kentucky. And the fans have no idea that Barnett had been speaking with JFK and he had finally agreed to let James Meredith come into the school. And because the conversations that they were having, like Barnett is like, yo, like I, I got this strong stance on desegregating the schools. Like what is this, what am I gonna look like to the people of Mississippi if I back out of this and all this type stuff. So. Kennedy ended up convincing him to do it. And so during this game, Burnett came down at halftime to give a speech. And that game, like people that were there was like, yo, it got into a point where the fans wasn't rooting for the football team. It was more of like, this is black against white. Like we don't want this black guy to be able to come into our school, stay in our school. Like Barnett was, you know, quoted being saying like, we don't want our people to drink from the genocide of the cup of the black man and all this type stuff. And, you know, we shouldn't have to live this way. We, we live one way and we don't want to live another way and all this type shit. So Barnett ended up agreeing and during this game, he let that crowd. He let this crowd change his mind on the decision that he made with Kennedy. Like they had a verbal agreement over the phone, and then he go out there and give this bullshit ass speech. Um, basically one of those speeches like the South is gonna rise again, all of this type of stupid shit. How much? How much he loved the, uh, the state of Mississippi? You know how much. He loved the values of what people thought in Mississippi and all this type shit. And then he reversed his decision on letting James Meredith, Meredith into the school. And what ended up happening is 
James Meredith the next day, Kennedy took it upon himself. Like what Kennedy wanted, what JFK wanted was for them to be able to agree to this and he wouldn't have to do the thing that he had to do. And what he ended up doing was he sent U.S. Marshals, he sent the Army, he sent he sent everybody and said, we're getting this guy enrolled in this school and what we're going to do is we're going to protect him so he can go to the school. Now keep this in mind. When you have to spend those type of resources just for one black man an educated black man, a military black man with great intentions. All he wanted is his education. He wasn't a person that, what was great about it being James Meredith, this was one of the same situations that happened with Jackie Robinson. The great Uncle Washington would always say Jackie Robinson wasn't the best black, um, wasn't the best baseball player in the Negro Leagues during that time. He was like, it wasn't Jackie Robinson. He was like, there were other players that were maybe two times better than he was, but what made Jackie unique was Jackie could the way they looked at it, he could potentially take on the racial tone that he was going to have to take, the beating that he was going to have to take, the insults that were going to come. They felt that he had the temperament to be able to ignore it and be able to play without it, without it affecting him. Like, some people for example, can't play mad. And Jackie Robinson had a very unique talent to be able to perform under those circumstances. James Meredith is the same thing. He was unfazed. Like, one of the things that everybody kept saying was like, yo, he had like the same facial expression. He never looked scared. He never looked bothered. You know, he was, oh, well, I'm not going to get there yet. But he was one of those people where when everybody was trying to intimidate him, everybody is calling him a nigger and all of this type stuff. Throughout the whole time he's there, same facial expression, nothing changed. So when they went through a little history lesson, when they was talking about Barnett giving that speech during the Kentucky game, which was September the 29th, 62. And Ole Miss had 100 students that fought in the Civil War and fought in Gettysburg. All 100 of those were either killed or injured. And the reason that old Miss is called Rebels is to honor those 100 students. And now that's only three generations away from that war. Now, 
this is what people also have to understand about the Civil War and at least the way that you don't have to understand the way that I view it but one thing that I do know about life is that there are a lot of gray areas right there are a lot of things that are black and white but this one thing and the way that I view it is black and white when it comes to the Civil War and the way that I view it the South lost the Confederates lost not only did they lose they committed treason not only did they commit treason they represented a flag that is not the United States flag so that's why it's treason they fought under a flag that they created because they wanted to live under their own rules and the rules of the deep south that was embedded into these people but you also have to realize that some of these people ended up seeing the light during the war at the same time and what some of these people was able to realize was that they were fighting for a cause that didn't even represent them and what I mean by that is there were poor white people fighting for the right of rich white people to stay rich because they were getting free labor and with the United States being ran under two different economies with the 13 unions or the 13 colonies getting free labor the north is like you know this is wrong because we're not profiting and we're not making that type of money like y'all are and not only that like y'all are getting rich off of material that we don't have up here like you couldn't grow cotton in the north so with every with cotton being the main source of clothes and bed sheets and all of this type shit they're like yo like y'all making like bread down there so that was a lot of the beef when it came to all of the shit so when I see the confederate flag like the first thing that I personally think of is that y'all are losers I mean that's just that's just my my thought like and what America did was they didn't do or take the route of what Germany did. The swastika is illegal. You can't parade it around. You can't wear it. And if you do, it's against the law. And that's one of the things that America did not do. Well, actually, what they did was they honored the generals. Like I said, you got Robert E. Lee High School, Andrew Jackson High School. You have statues of these people, which some of them are starting to come down. And what that was, was that was a reminder for the black people in the South of like, know your place. Even though the 13th Amendment was signed, 
And remember what I said earlier about Brown versus the Board of Education, the way that it being worded. See, if you look at the 13th Amendment, they put in there that you could be a slave to your state if you get convicted of a law, well, a crime. And when you look at the amount of black people that are still being arrested today for bullshit charges, but you look at back then, there weren't certain laws until the 13th Amendment was passed. They started coming up with laws like laundering. They started coming up with just crazy ass laws. And what they did was they just kept arresting black people. Like a huge amount of black people were arrested and they just became I was about to say enemies of the state, but slaves to the state. So slavery is still being continued even to this day. Now it might be more mixed, but when you look at the numbers with black people being like 13% of the population, but they're like 70 or 60, I, I can't remember the exact number of the prison rate. So what they did was with wording it the way that they worded it, we still are going to keep the same shit going. And with Ole Miss being the colors that they are, I don't know if anybody ever thought of it this way. They're blue, red, and gray. What do you think the Confederate soldiers wore? Same colors of their uniforms. So Ole Miss is just one of those places where me personally, I could, I could never go there. I ended up getting, when I was coming out of high school, and I mentioned this a lot, and I don't know how much young demographic that I have on uh, listenership when it comes to this podcast, but I always mention how I graduated with a 2.5 GPA, and that really screwed a lot of things up for me. Um, and it's not that I'm dumb. It was just more of, I tended to use high school sleep a lot. I really didn't, I never really studied at all. It was just one of those situations where I didn't realize the mistakes that I was making until it was too late. And I ended up missing out on a lot of college opportunities. And I remember when it came down to, I, I had to start to look smaller and I went on a visit to Tusculum College in Greenville, Tennessee, a D2 school. And they told me what I needed to make on the SAT, ACT test, and I didn't get the scores that I needed. So I had to start thinking smaller. And I got a pamphlet in the mail from Southwest Mississippi Community College. They sent me the dorm information and everything. And I remember thinking, I just can't go to Mississippi. Even though I live in South Carolina, and it's not that, I mean, it's, it's, it's better, but it's, it's still, I mean, you still got the battle that happened in Sumter. They got, they celebrate the battlefield in Sumter. They celebrate the, the battlefield in and uh, cowpens like th there's still a lot of racial tones here and you know we just recently a couple of years ago maybe i don't know it might have been a decade at this point 
where they finally took down the Confederate flag from the state building. So we still got our problems here, but it was just something in me to where I was like, I, I just cannot go to the state of Mississippi. And the crazy thing about Mississippi is during this time, they had two straight Miss Americas. Uh, 1959 and 1960 and so what ended up happening is a lot of parents start sending their kids their beauty, uh, beauty pageant white kids to Ole Miss because they were winning Miss America and shit so now you got all these so called like beautiful women white women going to Ole Miss and now y'all trying to put this black dude at the school and they're like nah we ain't having that. So, September 1930, they ended up, this was after the game, after Barnett gave that speech about, all the little dumb shit that he gave that speech about, after he backed out of his agreement with, um, with the Kennedy brothers, Kennedy sent in U.S. Marshals, he sent in, he sent everybody, National Guard, everybody, I'm like, yo, look, Jane Meredith going to the school. So they tried to sneak him into the school, but when the students came on campus, they seen a line of these guys just outside, rifles, all this type of shit. So what ended up happening was somebody ended up throwing a lighter at one of the US Marshals. And what do you think happened? A riot started. So a riot started, tear gas everywhere, like, it was a scene of chaos. And the great Dan Rather, um, and this is also something else people gotta understand, Dan Rather started with NBC in 1962. So this was one of his like first assignments that he was on and he was talking about how deeply and rooted this was. Like he was speaking to students and students was like, yeah, I think this school was shut down if they let a black person come in. And so the riot happens, hundreds of people was injured, um, two dead, 11 seriously injured. And it put a stain on the university. And that stain continued throughout the year. Like I mentioned earlier, they're the only undefeated school in team history happened in 62. And a lot of people feel the reason that they didn't get higher than number three on the polls is because of this riot. And so the next day, October the 30th, like the army is <laughs> They got the army on the practice field. Like they're all out there and they followed James Meredith the class every day so this man would be in the arm. The football team, because they end up giving James the whole first floor in a dorm room and football players would go up to the second floor and bounce basketballs 24 hours above his room so he couldn't sleep or study. I tried to prevent him sleep or study for you to go through the links of 
you know what instead of <laughs> instead of trying to get some ass instead of trying to you know shoot some hoops or just whatever you do um now you know you, you know there was no social media no cell phone so you know but whatever you can do for fun in 1960s too you know what i'm gonna take a shift of bouncing a basketball in a room so this black dude can't get comfortable just think about that it's sick shit to be so cruel to a person that just want education and for you to be honestly dumb enough to just go in a room and bounce a basketball to cause discomfort to somebody else instead of doing something that you regular that you reg to to be to be so stupid to just sit there and do something like that instead of doing something that's fun or whatever the things that you would do when you go to college I just think it's stupid at the end of the day it's a very dumb act so after the riot happened you know things started to like kind of calm down a little bit um even one of the students that spoke to her on this um documentary uh jennifer Harmon, she finally reached out to james and went and sat with him at lunch and, and she was like yo she was like all oh, this shit they was calling me they was calling me a nigger lover they was calling me all types of things just because she wanted to befriend this guy because she's like yo they even there's uh, sporadic interviews with James Meredith throughout the thing and they're like yo like how does it feel to be lonely he was like yo I spend a lot of time alone I'm good and before the last game of the season before the bowl game he wanted to go to the game you know he just wanted to be a regular student and so they made a call to the president like yo James said he want to go to a game he's like well the, the manpower and the things that we got to do to protect him in the game kind of don't have those resources right now so James can't even go to the game and just to think that I mean really think about that shit he couldn't go to a football game because they don't they didn't think they had the manpower to protect him because they didn't have as many guys there like throughout the school year but they had have people in plain clothes following this dude around to make sure he wasn't harmed they spoke to one of the one of the u.s marshals who followed him around and he used to get his mail and he was like reading the letters um out loud to james like talking about yo nigga this nigga that um you know we're gonna kill you we're gonna kill your family don't let me catch you alone all this type shit and he was reading one of the letters to james about them finding and killing his family and james was like yo I'm late for uh, Spanish class. I gotta go. And he was like, James was just unfazed. And that takes me back to that whole point of like Jackie Robinson. Like that's why I compare him to Jackie Robinson. Now I don't know if he was the smartest or whatever the case may be. He ended up graduating um, in '63. So we always had to have these people in history to take the blunt of things. 
just so things can change the day and to be able to endure the things that he had to endure just for an education a whole riot started because of one black man that was in the Air Force for nine years and went to Jackson State for two years and just wanted to get his degree from the University of Mississippi started a whole riot to put a stain on a football team a state a city um, in Oxford of a stain that was already there but he just exposed them and that was the thing about Dr. Martin Luther King his whole thing was let me expose these people to the country and that's what James Meredith did and they asked him about that night he was like yo I slept well he was like I knew I was good I'm protected I'm inside he was like I'm sorry that it had that you know that it happened but at the end of the day that's y'all stupid asses like you have to be harsh about these things and what the one thing that I didn't like was some of the football players that spoke on this were like yo like what are your intentions with this documentary he was like you know we trying to put a button on this we want to move past it but it's like yeah y'all want to move past it but you also need to do like I said early in this podcast is embrace y'all history this is what y'all did y'all mentally and could have possibly physically tortured this man just because he wanted to go to school to hire his education and y'all go to the lengths of causing a whole riot where y'all are fighting y'all selves that's the thing that's that's what that's what race does that's what racism that's what bigotry that's what prejudice does to where you're turning against your own kind because they started calling the u.s marshals nigger lovers when they were there to do their job where you would fight students in your own student body because they either was just like you know what I don't, I don't, I don't really care. You know, it is what it is. And you call these people nigger lovers and, and you fight them. And you take in tear gas and, and all of this stupid ass shit. Like, it's wild. But one thing I will say before I get out of here is that I think what college football did is they did put themselves on the right side of history when it comes to this issue because I don't think that this team now you can give the coach credit for being able to endure all of the things that this campaign endured and still was able to have them focus enough to to win these games and not lose but there were some guys on that team 
that were full of shit. And they were assholes and that was racist. So I'm glad that y'all wasn't recognized as the national champ because for what we have on wax, y'all didn't deserve it for the way that y'all treated one man. So at the end of the day, I don't feel sorry for you. And for somebody to say y'all one of the greatest football teams in history that it's forgotten, it is what it is, yo. I really don't care. Um, and another fun fact, and this is not surprising, did you know that Texas, I can't remember the year, was the last national championship team with an all-white football team? can't remember the year, though. But anyway... Um, I was I would really suggest for anybody to go out and and look at um, Ghost of Mississippi on well Ghost of Ole Miss thirty for thirty on ESPN. Um, shout out to James Meredith. Uh, shout out and rest in peace to Jackie Robinson and uh, rest in peace to my guy Uncle Washington. So um, that's all I got today. Um, shout out to my guy Casey for the background music that you hear, the intro, all that type of stuff. I really appreciate my guy on everything that he does. Um, also, shout out to my guy, Scoots Bronson, that I do the View Anonymous with. You know, we just put out the, the podcast, The Town, so go check that out. It's on all major platforms. Shout out to JD Oracle, shout out to E. Carter, shout out to Siege. Um, everybody go check them out, find them on their social media pages. Uh, follow me at s.foster8 on Instagram at 28 minutes or less pod that's on just IG I appreciate everybody to take the time out to listen to this podcast I know this is a little different like I really didn't touch like this is a type of podcast that I would do on the stolen time podcast um, but I would I would have my co-host Uncle Watson like I said I speak about I spoke about this briefly on a podcast but anyway um, I appreciate everybody for listening thanks for tuning in Until the next time, this is episode 88 of the 28 Minutes or Less podcast, and I'm out.